You're listening to the voice of authority. You're listening to credibility. You're listening to expert analysis on daily sporting events. You're listening to the one place where you can get valuable information on gaming, odds, and more. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. All right, folks, it's Vegas Sportsbook Radio, our college football edition. We love doing this for you. Series 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, we got two of the very best, Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com, Mark Lawrence from PlaybookSports.com. We're going to get you ready for the college menu, and both are these fine gentlemen join us on our NFL weekend show as well. No time to waste. We want to get right into it. Uh, let's bring Kenny White right into the hopper. Boy, Kenny, it's scary how fast both of these seasons are going by uh later we'll get into it with the college playoff rankings are out and we'll find out you know what you think is good what you think is bad we'll get to it but it's just terrifying week nine in college football man where's the time going i know brian it's crazy it's uh, the season's blown by i guess when you're having fun time flies so we time will fly on this show so we never want to waste time and we want to dive right in and talk about some of the big games that are out there this week. And we're going to do just that. Why don't we get the fun started uh, with Ohio State at Nebraska, Kenny. Ohio State gets the W over Penn State. Laying 14 and a half is the consensus. There are a bunch of 15s out there. Uh, the total is 65 and a half. Buckeyes at Nebraska. What do you make of this? Well, Ohio State uh, positioned themselves in the, uh, back in the race here uh, after an early season loss to Oregon. Uh, and coming off a big game against Penn State, the Nittany Lions gave Ohio State everything they could handle. Uh, one score game late, and Ohio State made the drive to get down the field, kick a field goal, and uh, win that game. But the, the thing about this game is box scores are misleading, final scores are mm-hmm. misleading. To go back last week, Nebraska played Purdue. Uh, Purdue wins the game, uh, but Nebraska dominated the game from start to finish. 6.9 yards of play to 4.1 for Purdue. Just a complete annihilation. Uh, you take out turnovers, Nebraska wins that game by 14 points or more. Uh, they had four interceptions. Their quarterback, A.J. Martinez, very experienced quarterback, threw four INTs. He only had three in the entire season going into that game. So it's like throw that game out for Martinez. He's an experienced guy. I think Nebraska also knows they've been destroyed by Ohio State the last five years on average, by like 36 points. They, they know what's coming at them here. But this is not the same Ohio State team that we've seen those past five years. Those were dominating teams. This team just continues to evolve and get better. They're not dominating yet. Nebraska, their back's to the wall now with six losses. Uh, they cannot afford another loss, and they know they have to win. I think you're going to see their best effort. If they have a letdown in a game, it'll be next week. If they lose this game, they will fall apart and give up on the coach. This game, I think they play for the coach. They play for their playoff lives, and I think they have a big game here. I think they can uh, stay within that number against Ohio State. Kind of the definition of Kenny sometimes, when you lose is what matters most. You lose week two, September 11th. They lose that game to Oregon. And, you know, sometimes you get that little kick in the pants and the punch in the gut, and you go on a run after that. But Ohio State clearly had loads of time to get back in the big picture. Yeah, they sure did. And uh, if they run the table, uh, they'll be in there easily. But 
they still have a rough road and they know it. They've seen Michigan State and Ohio State play or uh, Michigan play and that big game at Ann Arbor. I think they understand is going to be bigger this year than it's been in a long, long time. Let's move on to the Oklahoma State game at West Virginia. Cowboys, it's above the key number of three, three and a half. Oklahoma State on the road. The total in the game is 49. These teams, historically, Kenny, they have played some wild games over the years. Yeah, they have. And that's Oklahoma State was when Oklahoma State was a offensive juggernaut scoring a ton of points. Different addition now, uh, averaging just 29.4 points per game. Their defense allows just 18 a game. And West Virginia's offense, they only put up 24. They're worse than Oklahoma's offense. And Oklahoma's offense ranks in the 90 percentile. Oklahoma State's defense, number 10 in the country, allowing just 4.6 yards of play. They are 6-2 and two under on the season. The Cowboys are. Let's call it really 6-1 and one under against teams not named Kansas. Mm-hmm. Because Kansas is just so bad. Oklahoma State was able to score 55 points in that game and win 55-3. to three and go barely over the total. So when I talk about Oklahoma State averages 29.4 points a game, take the Kansas game out, and they're down to 24 points per game uh, against a good team. And, and West Virginia is far better than what Kansas could put on the field. Uh, the West Virginia team, 5-2 and two to the under this season. So, yeah, I'm under 49.5 points here with Oak State and West Virginia. I think it's a big game for both teams, Ryan. Oak State, a game and a half behind Oklahoma in the Big 12 standings. West Virginia coming off a win. They're three and four. Another win will get them back to 500. So I think they're getting excited. And the one thing we should say, Kenny, turning the corner for home. We got the rivalry games, the sandwich games, the look ahead spots, the bubble bursts, and we're going to get to more of them in the next segment. But the other thing, I mean, it is that time of year now because it can change in an instant. And that is you better start checking weather forecasts. Yeah, got that right. Been uh, starting to get some bad weather everywhere. And, uh, That'll be something you got to really pay attention to. Pay attention to those high winds. And uh, when you get wind and rain together in a grass field, it uh, makes for a very nice under. All right, Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. The information is spectacular. We'll give you the lowdown on all the cool information Kenny's got to offer when we return. we got a number of big games we're going to get to. Auburn, Texas A&M, uh, Cal, Arizona, Oregon, Washington. Maybe talk about a Wake Forest team that's unbelievably unbeaten at this point and they've got a date with North Carolina some cool information still to come it's Vegas Sportsbook Radio we're talking college football with you and we're thrilled to be on board the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius 159 SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, talking college football. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas, along with Kenny White from KennyWhiteSports.com, taking a dive on the Saturday college football menu. Before we go further, Kenny, tell them about all the cool things and the goodies you got at the website. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Uh, the newsletter has been outstanding. Uh, just good to look at. People say, yeah, I like to love the design and all the information in there has been outstanding. We have power ratings on college football, NFL, NBA, and NHL for you. Uh, whatever sport you're interested, it's all there. 
We'll be adding college basketball next week. And then the PowerRatings.com, that information gets emailed out to you uh, each day. Whether it's a daily sport or a weekly sport, uh, you get that information at your fingertips. And that's all at KennyWhiteSports.com. And if you don't want to do the work, you just want to get, you want to know who's going to win. There's some great experts on the site uh, that have their picks up for sale each and every day at KennyWhiteSports.com. You, you, you click, you buy, you win, you take the credit. All right, here's the deal. Kenny, uh, be back to wrap up the show with us and maybe have a little chat about college basketball because it's coming and it's coming fast. Well, I'll give but, you, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save one play for the end of the show too. Yeah, I don't know of a play, but I mean, believe me, the college hoops is coming and boy, there are so many games, it's going to be great. Back to the Saturday college football menu. Kenny, let's go to the game with Texas and Iowa State. And we're looking at Iowa State at home, six and a half point favorites, total on the game. Let's call the consensus 60. It's at six and a half. Do you believe it gets to seven? Yeah, it's been at seven. It's kind of going to bounce, I think, back and forth on the, on the side. Now, um, let me say this. Both these teams thought they were going to be top 25. So at this point in the season, when I tell you Texas is four and four and Iowa State is five and three, do you think these teams are very excited about playing right now? Likely not. Yeah, so in this type of game, I, I just I don't think it's that big of game for either team. Um, Iowa State is they are a, just a game out of second place, but they're they'd they'd have to leap two teams, Oklahoma State and Baylor. Um, Texas is two and three on the year. I know they'd want to win, but it just doesn't seem like these two teams have a lot to play for now. And they both have great offenses. Uh, the Texas offense has been amazing, scoring 39 points per game. Quarterback uh, Casey Thompson, almost nine yards a pass, 17 touchdowns, just six interceptions. And they got a great running back in B. John Robinson. And then the other side, uh, well, Texas, let's hit on their defense, why they have four losses, because they allow 30 points a game, and they're number 107, allowing 6.2 yards a play. So now let's flip it offensively. Iowa State is 4-1 and one to the over. Their last five games, the one under, that was the Oklahoma State game. Just talked about them. They're an under team. They don't score a lot. They play great defense. They run the football. But everybody else, Iowa State has gone over with. Brock Purdy, their quarterback, is completing 73% of his passes, 8.4 yards a pass, 12 touchdowns. And they got one of the best backs in the country in Brees Hall. Hall averages 5.5 yards a rush. He's got 985 yards. He'll go well over 1,000 for the season in this game. And the key is Texas allows 202 rushing yards a game, 5.2 yards a rush. They can't stop the run. Hall's going to have a huge day. It's going to set up play action for Purdy. Iowa State scores on almost every drive, and Texas has to answer. I'm going over 60 in this game. All right, good information there. We move on to the uh, Auburn game with Texas A&M. And there's an interesting thing in play here as, as we talk about this contest. We look at the Aggies, four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Total in the game is 49-and-a-half. So I suggest that opener of six-and-a-half. Looking at four-and-a-half is the consensus number. 49, the consensus total. One thing about Texas A&M, Kenny, you beat Bama, and you sit there and go, well, that's quite the accomplishment, but sometimes the air comes out of the balloon after a win like that, and it's not been the case. A&M's just kept going. It's a good team. Uh, they started slow. Um, I, I thought I may have had them underrated at the beginning of the year. I had them 30th in the country. But as it pans out now at 6-2, and two, uh, if they have another loss, they will be ranked around 30th in the country. So big game for both teams. Both teams are 6-2. and two. 
Uh, Auburn a half a game behind Alabama in the West. Texas A&M at three and two is a game behind Alabama, but they hold the tiebreaker over the Crimson Tide. So this is a monster game for both teams. Uh, they're both uh, legitimate shots at a huge bowl game and a possibility of playing in the SEC championship. So with all that ex- at stake and two defenses that are extremely solid, 20, Auburn's 29th in yards per play allowed and Texas A&M's number 13. I'm going under this total. Uh, the Texas A&M offense has been underwhelming this year as that Cal's out of their quarterback. Just 6.6 yards per pass this year. He has thrown seven interceptions. Uh, the uh, Auburn defense will be up to the task to stop him. Bo Nix has been far better. The Auburn quarterback has been far better at home than he has been on the road. So um, I'm going under. Auburn is 3-1 and one under their last four games. And Texas A&M is 5-2 and two under their last seven games. So I'm under the total here. You know, you talk about teams battle-tested, Kenny. I mean, okay, A&M, it's on their resume. They beat Bama. But you look at Auburn. Uh, they were in the game. It's a hard-fought game. They lose at Penn State, and their only other loss is to Georgia. So both of these teams keep in pretty good company. Yeah, there you go. That's a good point. Uh, at Penn State was a tough one, and, and Georgia, they've beaten everybody else on the schedule they needed to. And this, there's a, there's a game they have revenge, and they lost last year at home. So my original number was A&M by 7.5, but that revenge is worth 2.5 points to me. So I made A&M 5 in the game, but felt, man, revenge they're going to bring it and m's going to bring it with that defense uh it's going to be a hard fought battle it's going to be a great game to watch all right we talked about finding a way to play yourself back in oregon gets a win over ohio state but then they stub their toe against stanford but lo and behold oregon's back in the discussion they're laying seven at washington who's coming off a nice win last week the total on this game 51 yeah oregon has played themselves back into this uh, number four in the country right now uh, that means if, if the playoffs started today, they'd be in. They'd be they'd open up with Georgia in the championship or the semifinal game. So uh, this team's got to be very excited about that. Uh, this is a game they know they're up against a very good opponent. They're on the road. I think they're very focused here. This is a situational play for me because the numbers don't really prove it out to lay this type of, of price. But when you dig into the game and you start to look, at what Oregon does on the ground, 100, 204 yards they average on the ground. Two great running backs, a dual-threat quarterback. They average 5.3 yards a carry. And look at the weakness of Washington on their defense. It's stopping the run. They allow 178 yards and 4.6 a carry. I think there's going to be an Oregon game, one in the trenches. Mario Cristobal, an offensive line guy. His offensive line is always outstanding. And then it leads me to a coaching mismatch with Mario Cristobal. Much better coach. Jimmy Lake coached four games last year, underachieved. I thought, well, he got some experience. He's got a great team this year. He's going to do a great job. Well, they're four and four straight up, two and six ATS. They've completely underachieved all year long. And I think this is a game that uh, he's going to get out coached with. Cristobal wins the, wins the battle in the trenches in this game, and the Oregon Ducks move on to another game. All right, Kenny, we got about a minute, 20 seconds here. The college football rankings are out. Let's go down the line. Georgia 1, Bama 2, Michigan State. I got a little piece of them at 200 to 1. I'm just thrilled they're breathing. Uh, They're at 3, Oregon 4, Ohio State 5. Since he, you know, (laughs) 2 in the AP, 6 in the poll that really matters, 7's Michigan, 8 Oklahoma, 9 Wake Forest, 10 is Notre Dame. What is the biggest difference in your perspective? Um, I'm going to say maybe, hate hate to tell you, Michigan State maybe. Oh, I don't doubt it. 
Yeah, I have them ninth in the country, uh, but that's good. I mean, you're 200 to one. They love it. That ticket uh, has got to have some value because uh, this is a good spot for them. Now they, they, have, they have Ohio State left, and that's basically it, I think, on their schedule. This is a tough game this week at Purdue. They're only a three-point favorite on the road. Let them um, spot two. Cincinnati, I wrote up in the newsletter this week. So if anybody wants to get my opinion on Cincinnati, it's in the newsletter. Uh, Michigan, number seven. That's what I have them. Uh, Oklahoma, number eight. I have them number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wake Forest, number nine. I have Wake Forest, number 18. Don't think okay. they're that good. There's a big difference right there. The information's great. KennyWhiteSports.com. Kenny's going to boomerang bag with us at the end of the show. He's got a game he wants to tell you all about. He's focused on Mark Lawrence is coming up next. We invite you to keep it right here on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. got a lot to consider. Stats, matchups, injury reports, travel, weather. That's why we're here. Get the edge 24-7 on your source for gaming, insights, expert perspectives, and more. We help make the odds. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Vegas Sports Radio, Sirius 159 Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. We're in Las Vegas, and we love chatting college football with our good friend Mark Lawrence, Playbook Sports. The information is spectacular. Okay, Stevie, you'll concur with this. I'm not real smart. (laughs) Concur. But I have my moments. You do. As we were getting ready to do this segment, I said, I know my friend Mark Lawrence. Been doing this with him, I'm thinking we're in the neighborhood of 12 years. All right? All right. And, you know, he's got all this incredible information. And and I've learned from Mark. And I think, you know, listening is the best thing as handicappers you can do. You think you know everything, you know nothing. And I'm going through the college games and some of the games we're going to talk about. And as I'm scrolling through and say, we get ready to talk to Mark. I see a game on the, the massive menu. And I said, there is not a doubt in my mind what my friend Mr. Lawrence is going to do. I said, well, maybe he is, but I know I'm going to do it from having listened to Mark Lawrence. He talks about the bubble burst theory. And as God is my witness, I said to Stevie during the break, I bet you Mark's with me on this one. SMU is playing Memphis off their first loss, laying four and a half on the road. The total is 70 and a half. Mark, there's a bubble bursting somewhere this week, buddy. Well, there's some bubbles bursting every week now this week moving forward in college football, and we've got uh, two of them uh, from this week's Playbook Football Newsletter. And, uh, you know, basically just to qualify what the newsletter says is that if you were favored, if you were uh, in, if you were started out the season 7-0 and or better, you were favored, you lost, and you come back favored your following game, the bubble does burst. And uh, with that, uh, we're going to look to play against two bubble burst candidates this particular All week. Right. 
uh, off of what happened last week, and that those would be against Michigan and against SMU. Is this a fair statement or, well, a fair question? My assumption is, Mark, that all these unbelievable tried-and-true angles I mean, there's smoke coming out of the well-oiled machine right now because this is the time of year where all that historical data really reaps rewards. Yeah, I'm doubling up on the pens oil right now as we're speaking. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> to keep that thing satisfied. <laughs> but it is the time of the year for all that good stuff, Brian. We'll be talking soon about that, and we'll be talking about as the noose tightens, it gets tighter and tighter for these undefeated teams and really good particular situations. Those will start next week. So, And then we've got uh, what I call uh, in this week's newsletter, putting on the stats. And uh, it's, that's a really rather simple, neat, unique uh, concept in handicapping football. And uh, what we do is we lay out from our midweek newsletter teams that have won the yards in every football game they've played this year, or all but one, in any time that they dress up as an underdog from now through the end of the regular season, we're going to play on them. And then on the flip side, you're going to look to play against teams that have lost every game in the stats or all but one. When they dress up as favorites, we're going to fade them as well. So we call that putting on the stats, and that makes for a fun time of the season this month of November. Mark, another bubble that has burst is the Clemson season. They, the Clemson Tigers have three losses now. They're not normally at in this position at this time of year. They take on Louisville this week. What about the focus of the Clemson Tigers going forward the rest of the year now? The, the, these guys, I, I would think, are, are not really in the game like they normally would be this time of year. This is all going to come down to the coach, Dabo Swinney, Steve, and it depends upon you know what his how he's going to handle this particular situation. And he being who he is, I'm sure he's going to have this team's full focus and full attention moving forward. We saw a little bit of it last week against Florida State. That's not saying much, but I'm saying that because in that win and small cover that they got, they did hold uh, the Seminoles to a season low, 244 yards defensively. That was the third time they've done just that this season. They also held Georgia to a season low, 256 yards the first time they played them. So everything is there in the makeup defensively for this Clemson football team. They've got to find a way to start moving the ball and putting points up on the scoreboard here. Uh, They'll do that, I think, this week against Louisville. We know they'll do it against Connecticut. But the big game will come against Wake Forest in three weeks. And if Wake Forest is undefeated going into Clemson, that'll be one heck of a football game. All right, Mark, i got to ask you, the college football rankings come out. Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, Oregon, your top four in the college football playoff rankings, and already Cincinnati is on the outside looking in, Cincy number two in the AP poll. How big a stone in their shoe will the Bearcats have? Uh, They've got a date here. Uh, hosting Tulsa, and you look at this number, since he's a 22.5-point favorite, the total in the game is 54.5. Do they take it out on Tulsa this week? Most normally, I would say yes. My one fearful thought in the game is one thing that I'll never do, and I'll never lay 20 points at home in a homecoming game with a football team. And the reason is point blank simple, because Mm -hmm. when it's homecoming, it's time to show the family and the friends around the campus and the reasons why everything is good at that school. It's hard to go out out wearing eye black and be grunting and groaning (laughs) 10 minutes after they handed you a bouquet of flowers. 
Isn't that the truth, you know? <laughs> Isn't that the truth? So for that reason, it being homecoming at Cincinnati, I'm not going to follow that thinking in this particular football game. The biggest game where Cincinnati will have a chance to make a mark will be when they host SMU in two weeks. That'll be a heck of a football game. But I don't know, honestly, sitting where they are right now in the college football playoff poll, if there's anything they can do to move up to that slot other than having the bottom fall out and some teams on top of them, because that's the only way they're going to do it. I don't think it's going to happen by what they do. It's going to depend upon you know, what happens to the teams that are above them, Ohio State, Oregon, Michigan State, like that. So uh, they're going to need some help from their friends, as they say. All right, so as I mentioned, Michigan State, all of a sudden, they're right there. They're loving life. They beat Michigan. I got a little chunk of Michigan State at 200 to 1. I'm like, yeah, baby, keep it going. But they got a gauntlet coming up here, Mark. You know, by the way, here you are laying a field goal on the road at Purdue. Huge letdown spot. And on top of that, the pressure, the anvils that are now on their shoulders. This would be a massive letdown spot were it not for the college football playoff that's now in effect. Um, you know, because if Mel Tucker is worth his salt, he won't let his football team let down with the importance of the playoff on the line. But they're kids, man. They're just, they know they beat Michigan. They know they're ranked ahead of Ohio State in the AP and the uh, college football polls. And they know they're taking on a real good, sneaky good team in Purdue here. I think this is a bad spot for Michigan State this particular week. I'm going to play Purdue in this football contest here. Jeff Brom, this is his best role, by the way, as a head coach for Jeff Brom coming in this football game. Uh, he'll be dressing up uh, as a head coach in this game. Uh, he is in conference games as a dog. He's 14-5 to the spread of the blind. And you can dig deeper and deeper and find better and better numbers for him. This is the spot where upsets occur, and I think it will happen Saturday when Purdue takes down Michigan State. Well, let me throw another one at you. Unbeaten Wake Forest, 8-0. They're in the picture. They're in the discussion. And here you go to North Carolina, and you get the Tar Heels laying two and a half off a game against Notre Dame and a total of 76 yeah, it's a big total. Wake Forest has been involved in a lot of high-scoring football games, and there's not a lot of defense to be found around North Carolina these days as well. I can understand the total in the football game. Uh, the thing I like in this contest about Wake Forest is the fact that they're dressing up as the underdog. Uh, you've got a team here that's uh, in the top ten and uh, getting no respect at all from the odds maker, taking points from a four-loss North Carolina football team. We had talked, I believe we hit on this subject last week about uh, – do you put Wake Forest in the playoffs if they win out because they would be undefeated and win the ACC championship? Uh, it's really, really hard not to make that particular case. This becomes the first true test point for Wake Forest, and I think they'll pass it this Saturday with flying colors. Hey, Notre Dame hosts Navy this week, Mark. Uh, Notre Dame, the Irish, a 21-point favorite. But Navy always seems to hang in there with the fight in Irish. Can they hang in there this week? I believe they can, Stevie. You know, this is uh, this is uh, that golden number, if you will, when handicapping our military football teams. All you need to do is see how many points they're taking, and if it hits that twenty plateau, you know, it's like, uh, you know. At the amusement park, the strong man ringing the bell, okay? <laughs> you, can ring, you can ring the bell with 20 points with Navy here. You're in a real, real nice position because military dogs just chew 
up the money taking 20 or more points in football games. That's the role that they'll be in in this particular game. And I could see Notre Dame playing down to Navy's level once again here. Notre, Notre Dame is nothing special this year. A lot of name and reputation, but nothing in the stats that I've seen so far from this team. I've got to play the points with the midshipmen here. All right, and speaking of the military schools, you got them collide. Force Air Force two and a half at home, thirty six and a half the total. Yeah, what this is a really really nice football game, and uh, for all intents and purposes, likely for the Commander in Chief Trophy. Uh, it still may be settled in the Navy football game against Army at the end of the season. We'll wait and see, but right now. It looks like this will be for that commander-in-chief trophy here. and uh, You can make cases for both sides. They're number one and number two in rushing. That's why you see this skinny little total in the football game, kind of like an Army-Navy football total. These teams kind of butt heads and go at it. But I'm going to stay with Air Force in this football game. I think I like the makeup of this football team a lot this year. I think they will win this game and win the commander-in-chief trophy. Another segment still to come with Mark Lawrence on college football. Great information. Playbooksports.com. The Midweek Alert, The Coffee Club, The Newsletter, The Magazine. Still worth its weight in gold as we are turning the corner for home in the college football season. We are turning the corner to a break and coming right back to Las Vegas, inviting you to stick around. STN Sports is real commitment to get the winning edge. She seemed upset. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Every day, sports happens. It never stops. And neither do we. Get the expert perspectives you need. Strategies and vital information you won't get anywhere else. You're listening to the home of the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Talking college football, Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius 159. The Sports Good Radio Network, Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com, The Coffee Club, The Midweek Alert, The Newsletter, all the goodies, all the great information. Mark always hooking us up with great info, getting ready for a busy Saturday in college football, Stevie. We love doing this. You got another one you want to know about. Well, NC State's at Florida State, Mark. NC State minus two and a half on the road. The Seminoles hold a 26-14 and all-time record against the Wolfpack. The Wolfpack looking for a little revenge here. Do they cover this two-and-a-half? Well, a lot of those numbers, Stevie, were Bobby Bowden numbers, if you will, for Florida State. We haven't seen him in a long while. God rest his soul. He was, I think, one of the most charismatic head coaches we've ever seen in our life. But Florida State's having a difficult time right now uh, getting back to Florida State. And NC State's got a really nice football team this year. I think coming close against uh, Clemson last week, you think may have built some confidence for Florida State, but I think it just makes a little bit of a false impression for the team. I like NC State. They're the better football team, and I think they get the win in the cover here. Mark, you were talking about Ohio State, second half of the season, look out. And listen, they played a really good football game. Penn State kind of got them in terms of the cover. Now Ohio State's laying 14.5 on the road at Nebraska, 64.5. Let's call that the consensus total. 
I guess if there's motivation for the Buckeyes here, it might be the fact that uh, they're the number six in the college football playoff right now. I'm sure they don't doesn't sit well with them. I'm sure they're not panicking because uh, two of the teams ahead and they're they're going to play here to close out the football season, so they can take care of business. When that happens, uh, I'm just a little bit more concerned about what's going on at Nebraska here with Scott Frost. It really, really looks like this is the last year we'll see Scott Frost as a head coach with Nebraska. He continues to find ways to lose football games, stays close, stays competitive, but that can only last so long. I like the Buckeyes in this game. I don't it's actually, Brian, a better team on the road than they are at home where the price is cheaper, a little bit of value, if you will, and I'll lay the points with the Buckeyes at Nebraska. To your credit, Mr. Lawrence, last week uh, it was one of your bets of the week. You had Washington to get the W, and they did just that. Oregon's fought their way back into the playoff picture. We've got Oregon laying a touchdown on the road against Washington. The total is 51. Yeah, this is an Oregon uh, football team here that has awoken. And, uh, you know, I was a little bit surprised at the love that the uh, that the college football playoff committee has for Oregon uh, coming in, in into this week here, this particular week here. Um, and it will probably continue. They're, they're the, they are the best team in the Pac-12 right now. At one point, I thought it was Arizona State, but you know they proved that to be different here. Uh, and I think Washington has really got a whole new look about them with Jimmy Lake. Uh, he's not, I don't believe, to be the answer to what was Chris Peterson. There may never be a coach like Chris Peterson at Washington again. But I wouldn't step in front of Oregon right now. I think they're feeling pretty good about themselves being ranked in the college football playoff where they are right now. Oh, boy. I mean, you just look at this and what we've been accustomed to, Bama land 29 points <laughs> hosted LSU. That's not what we've seen in recent years. No. Uh, in fact, uh, this is the biggest number in this series in my database uh, that uh, we've seen from an Alabama football team. Uh, and it's because they're good and LSU's not. I don't know if LSU's this bad, uh, personally. I think this is a stretch of a number here. There's a lot of people that want to hop on this Bama bandwagon between now and the end of the regular football season. But LSU, as you can imagine, brings a flood of numbers into this football game. Uh, they don't very often take double digits in conference games, uh, LSU, and they're taking this boatload here in this game, three times double digits in this contest here. i got to play LSU plus the points here. There's a lot of room for backdoor cover in a football game like this, and this Alabama defense is really nothing special this year. All right. I guess I'm stubborn. I, I About whatever it was a month ago, I said, I'll never bet them again. And, of course, I did. Uh, I bet Fresno State against San Diego State last week, and they were just taking them to the woodshed. And this DeBoer guy, he almost tried to do the same thing he did in the game of Hawaii. He gave the game away. He's like, run the ball, run the ball and get out of there. And he's killing San Diego State. They ended up getting the win. But it wasn't as close as the final score would indicate. But I've got to believe, Mark, and I didn't scroll down in the newsletter, but this is a guess. San Diego State suffers their first loss, and now they've got to fly to Hawaii and try to cover seven? Yep, that's not a good thing here for San Diego State. You know, they would be an unadulterated uh, bubble burst play 
had they been the favorite in that football game last week, and they were awfully close to being just that. They were just a real small little dog. Uh, they weren't, but still, they have to pick up, like you say, their chin off the mat, go to Hawaii, and try and get back up for this football game. And, uh, you know, Hawaii's been a really good dog at home. Give them more than a touchdown. They've cashed five straight games in a row here. I think they catch the right team. Hawaii does in San Diego State, who could come flat as a pancake in this game. UNLV trying to get themselves a W. And it's New Mexico laying a point and a half at home. The total is 45. Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> that, that, that sigh always tells a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, there's not a lot to dig deep into this football game. But I'll say this. You don't find UNLV in win situations very often, much less on the road. Uh, they've got a long string of L's their way. And, you know, had they flipped over to the favorite in this football game, I would have been telling you they were a putting-on-the-stats fade because UNLV is the only team in college football this year that has not out-yarded an opponent yet this year. I don't know how you can take that out into the road and ask them to win a football game, so I'd have to stay with the home team in this contest. All right, let's go back to the SEC, Mark. Arkansas and Mississippi State. Razorbacks at home, five-and-a-half-point favorites. Total in this one's 56-and-a-half. This is an Arkansas football team that, uh, you know, they – they held serve, I guess, if you will, in the uh, in the college football rankings uh, per se. Uh, but when I say held serve, uh, the fact of the matter is they didn't make it. So you know they could be a little bit upset about that. Mississippi State. I thought I was a little bit surprised to see them as high as 17th in the poll. They got a nice football season going here, five wins and three losses. But I don't know if they're 17th nice in a game like this. But this is still Mike Leach, uh, given every opportunity he can to take advantage of a situation. And he's been terrific as a small road dog in his career against opponents coming off a win, 8-1 and one to the number here. I'm going to back Mississippi State plus the points. I think Arkansas met their threshold early on in the season. They lost a couple of football games, and they've been coming back to the pack, and I think that continues again on Saturday. Over the years, Oklahoma State and West Virginia played some pretty interesting football games. Uh, you get the Cowboys three and a half on the road here. The total's forty nine. Yeah, Oklahoma State is uh, you know surprising. Uh, you look at this football team; they're eleventh in the college football playoff, which is uh, you know I guess an achievement for what they've done thus far this football season with only the one loss in the year. And uh, I think they feel really good about themselves, especially when they take on Oklahoma. Uh, or what they did take on Oklahoma, I should say, by the end of the football season to see if they can displace Oklahoma in the Big 12 Conference here. Uh, To me, it's a really, really tough football game in this contest here. I'm a big Mike Gundy football fan here, but I don't know if this is his best role this particular week. Uh, You've got him in a situation playing this particular week that – if I had to play the game, I'd probably put a – I'm not in love with this game, obviously, but if I had to play the game, I'd probably look more to West Virginia, who's at home after having just pulled a home upset on their home field here. I love home underdogs who just won as a home underdog the previous game. That's the role for West Virginia in this particular contest here. I'll grab the points with the Mountaineers. Let's go to the Pac-12, Mark. And we've got USC, Arizona State. Arizona State, you know, having a wonderful season. All of a sudden, stub their toe back-to-back weeks. And they're looking to cover eight and a half at home to the Trojans. Total sixty. Well, USC is it? They make they make our put on the stats list this particular week. They're a dog who's won all but one of their games in the stats this football season. Here, they'll dress up with this puppy, and uh, that becomes a they become play on material. 
this week. Uh, you know, the problem is, you know, they lost a world-class wide receiver, and uh, that's not going to really help in Drake London. It's not going to help their chances moving forward. But they've got a couple other kids that uh, on the uh, two other wide receivers behind him that have caught 56 passes this year. So I'm sure. Uh, Slovis will. Uh, you know, it's not like they're going to plug in new players here. Uh, Keaton Slovis, I think, will key in on them. I like them plus the points against Arizona State this particular week. Arizona State, when they suffered that first loss, they started coming back a little bit to the back here as well. Southern Cal's playing free and loose with house money right now. I like the Trojans to upend Arizona State. Hey, Mark, in the conferences in college football, we know that the FCC is the monster, right? How, how are the other conferences stacking up against them right now? And, and the, the CUSA jailbreak with, with, with a, a couple of teams, uh, what was it, last week or week before, uh, going to the Sun Belt, is, is the CUSA done or, or do they restack? That's sort of an ugly situation going on with the Conference USA right now. And, uh, you know, everybody's out there fending and trying to, uh, you know, restock, if you will, like uh, the Southeast Conference did when they raided the Big 12. Well, the Conference USA is doing a little bit of the same thing here. I think personally they should merge with the AAC and put together uh, maybe 16 real good teams. That would be a legitimate one tier below the uh, the Power Fives because there's not a team in the Conference USA that really stands above anybody else in terms of being competitive against other Power Five conferences. So uh, what the Conference USA does to me personally, I think they're just a rung above the Sunbelt Conference. And I don't know if what they're going to do here is going to be enough to salvage that conference. Mark, we went through a myriad of games on the menu, but it's that time of year, turning the corner for home, bowl season, the not-too-distant future, and the database spits out stuff where teams, you know, after game six, after game seven, some coaches really get their teams turned around, get it going. Um, let me just throw it at you, you know, generically, are there some things, teams, some things we should be really monitoring here in the next few weeks? You're talking about situations, yeah, or, or play on teams that maybe that fit the profile of what the Willowell machine kicked in. Or after at this point of the year, this is when a coach really seems to put a stamp on a team, and they get better out of nowhere. Well, I think what fits that bill, uh, Brian, are teams that uh, were expected to be good, got out poorly, and haven't performed. But I think you can look for something down the stretch from these football teams. One of those that comes to mind is Toledo, the Rockets out of the Mid-American Conference, picked by many to win the conference, yet they've taken four losses in the season here. They've still got a plethora of returning experience on that football team. I wouldn't be surprised to see this football team run out the Toledo Rockets and do something just like that. Uh, on the other side of the, of the fence would be football teams that uh, maybe you weren't expecting a lot out of uh, this football season, but well, they've gone out and they've surprised. We thought maybe, maybe that was going to be Rutgers, but uh, they've kind of bottomed out early here doing just that. Uh, so, you know, what my mantra is is basically looking for these teams where they were expected to be high, perhaps go to the preseason top 25 polls. And when you don't find them anywhere to be mentioned here, look for them to maybe put their foot on the pedal going out. And I knew it, man. This guy's burning the midnight oil because he said it. It's already in his head. He said it. Down the stretch. I'm going to be a treasure island watching the college football and the Breeders' Cup. Mark Lawrence is going to be a Gulfstream on Saturday watching the Breeders' Cup in college football. Down the stretch they come, Mark. Let's cash a big ticket on the ponies, too. It doesn't get any better than that, Brian. I'll be right there, and I hope you have a good time at Treasure Island as well. Tell me about goodies real quick. 
Real quick, Brian, everything all available, all newsletters online, playbooksports.com, or at our friends in Vegas at the Gamblers Book Club. You're the man, Mark. Cash a big one on the Breeders' Cup. Stevie, you and Brian, enjoy the games, enjoy the races, be well. (laughs) Our man, playbooksports.com, love doing our football segments with the one, the only, Mark Lawrence. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Sirius Channel 159, and the Sports Grid Radio Network. fourth grade you can still be a sports expert just keep it here and get the winning edge this is the sports grid radio network sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Thanks again to Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com. Terrific information as always. And we boomerang back with our pal Kenny White, who's joining us, KennyWhiteSports.com. And we wanted to take you out the door with a game that Kenny was really focused on. Did this last week, and it provided a W for you. So let's do it one more time. We're focused on Cal, Arizona. Kenny, Cal and let's call the consensus, 12 on the road, and the total on this game is 51. Yeah, it's a well-coached California team. Justin Wilcox, a very good coach. Uh, does a great job. He's a fundamental coach, blocking and tackling, uh, nothing fancy. They run the football. They run the clock. They play slow. Uh, Arizona, I bet under the last four weeks. I'm 3-1, and one, betting under in their games. And the reason why? They lost their top two quarterbacks to injury, and they're out for the year. They're down to third string Will Plummer. Uh, this Arizona offense is number 115 in college football. They average just 16.8 points per game. Um, it's been a solid under team. They, their defense is playing better, too. They've held their last four opponents to 24 points or less. This is a team that scores 16.8. And the, uh, the Golden Bears, they're not a, that high-scoring team themselves. They played some very low-scoring games this year, California, and losses. They lost to Nevada Reno, who's a high-flying outfit, 22-17. They lost to Washington State, 21-6. They lost to Oregon, 24-17. And they beat Colorado 26-3, to a team that really resembles Arizona. Surprise, this total is 51. I think it's way too high. There you go. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com, doing the deep dive. Love the information from guys like Kenny and Mark Lawrence. KennyWhiteSports.com. Kenny, the newsletter, the picks, all the goodies. Uh, simply go to KennyWhiteSports.com. The one thing I would say, uh, you'll be with us on our NFL show as well. On Sunday nights, KennyWhiteSports.com, midnight Eastern, 9 Pacific. We do the opening line report for the NFL the following week. Tell you where the numbers are going to go. It's a great show. We have fun doing that. Yeah, one of our that's our best podcast our, uh, to start out the week. Is it gives you great information. And there's a lot of free stuff there. That's free. That, that podcast is free. Check in, oh, yeah. man. Just sign up as a user. There's a lot of free content on the site. I know you've done some articles on uh, hockey. This a lot weekend. of cool stuff. It's all yeah. there. A lot of cool stuff. Great job, as always, Kenny. Thanks. And we thank you, folks, for joining us on Vegas Sportsbook Radio.